And the vicar came up to him, and he'd been quite a naughty boy. And so the vicar decided to have some words with this very naughty boy. Let's call him Charlie. And so the vicar said to Charlie, Charlie, where is Jesus? And uh, the little boy was like, just looked a bit worried. So he said, Charlie, where is Jesus? And the child's looking even more worried. And eventually the vicar's kind of, that's a really simple question. Where is Jesus, Charlie? And Charlie goes, oh, well, if you don't know, then we're all in trouble. <laughs> so, I know, it's a bad one. That's an old alpha joke. I feel probably recognizes it. But, um, you know, we're all, I don't know if you noticed, did you notice the story? How many people were looking for Jesus? The shepherds were told to go and look for Jesus, weren't they? Uh, and the kings, they discovered they needed to look for Jesus. And even Herod, even Herod was looking for Jesus. Good, good job he didn't find him. The other day I was in uh, a well-known uh, home improvement store, which shall remain nameless. And they had loads and loads of, you know, tinsel and trees and all that kind of stuff. And I'm wandering around looking for Jesus. And I couldn't find Jesus anywhere. I found a couple of angels. I found loads of reindeer. I found loads of Santa Clauses and elves and snow and stars. And, do you know, I couldn't find Jesus anywhere. I was, I was, looking, I was going around the store going, Where's Jesus? And Alice was getting really, really embarrassed. I was beginning to make a point. Where's Jesus? Can't find him anywhere. Where's Jesus? Um, poor Alice. She's, she's very patient. I couldn't find him anywhere. When I first came back to England back in the summer, um, I went to a, a well-known store that only sells Christmas stuff all the year round, but I won't name it, and, uh, in a local town. And I went in, and it was like, it was a Christmas shop. So I went in, and I was like, where's Jesus? And I was looking for Jesus everywhere. And eventually I found Jesus in the corner. Uh, it's like kind of a little bit of a corner here. And uh, there, there was kind of a bit of Jesus there. But everywhere else, it was just Santa and elves and snow and all that kind of stuff. And Rudolph, none of the stuff I've ever read in the story. I don't know if you've ever read the story about Jesus. But even in our play, we didn't have a single reindeer, did we? And there was no big, fat, red, jolly men uh, jumping around giving out presents. Bizarre. So... I don't know. Now, actually, um, I can claim, claim to Santa Claus because Santa Claus was Turkish. <laughs> yeah. Although, actually, it was before Turkey existed. You know, he's from Anatolia, as it was then. But, yeah, so the, the Turks revere Santa Claus. And uh, every Christmas, the, the shops are full of all this Santa Claus stuff. And they're celebrating New Year, not Jesus. They've managed to create a whole celebration without even mentioning Jesus once. Sounds a bit familiar? Well, uh, <laughs> if you go online and you try and find out what is the spirit of Jesus, so I went online, what's the spirit of, Jesus, uh, what's the spirit of Christmas? And I got uh, things like this. Uh, um, uh, oh, where can I find a good one? Uh, uh, my idea of Christmas, whether old-fashioned or modern, is very simply loving others. It's a very nice thought, isn't it? Um, uh, well, we've got another one, a good one, uh, kind of general one. The greatest Christmas gift of all is spending time with someone you love. It's very nice. Very nice thoughts. Uh, 
Um, he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. What does that mean? <laughs> Don't you just love Facebook? Facebook's full of all this like really vacuous, empty wisdom that sounds wise and stuff like that. And uh, it struck me that, you know, <laughs> we talk about the spirit of Christmas, but actually the spirit of Christmas is Jesus. The spirit of Christmas is actually a guy we call the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus. Amazing. And yet, somehow, we sort of pan out these sort of vacuous, nice thoughts that aren't really true. Not everybody has a family. Not every, so how can, the, how can the spirit of Christmas be spending time with your family if not everybody has a family? How can... Christmas is a time of giving if you can't afford to give. How can that be Christmas for you? What about, there's folk all over the world when you're sort of walking up and down the high street the other day, you said, you know, what, what's the problem with Christmas? And lots of people said things like Aleppo or Syria. There are Christians in, Christians in Syria and Muslims in Syria who will not be experiencing Santa Claus bouncing around, jumping out with sacks of presents. It's not the first thing on their mind. So how can that be the spirit of Christmas? Uh, actually, the spirit of Christmas is even, even better. Could it be true? Could this be true? That um, uh, there was a man who lived the most amazing life, who did the most amazing things, as we saw in the play, Things better than turning water into wine, setting people free from diseases and illness and even death. Could it be possibly be there was a man like that? Could it possibly be, as mad and as crazy and as wild as it sounds, that there was a man who died and th three days later came alive again? Because that is the gift of Christmas. That is what we celebrate. That is not things, it's him. It's who he is and what he did for us. He is the gift. He's the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. He's all in there. He's there, working his way through history and into the future. Why are we celebrating this man? Because he changed history. He changed your past he changed your present, and he changed your future. Jesus is Christmas. In fact, if you take Christ out of Christmas, you're just left with mass. And he wants to go do that, you know. I've got plenty of mass already. I don't need any more. Some say if you take Christ out of Christian, you're left with Ian. And Ian's never going to help you. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Now, I'm not here to make you feel bad. Au contraire, as they say in France. No, no, no. I want you to celebrate. I want you to party. For those of, you, those of us who are a little bit older, I want you to party like it's 1999. <laughs> we need to party. We need to be the biggest party people in the world. We need to party better than everybody else because we've got something to party. And if you're not part of the party, you can come and join the party. You're fully welcome. Come and join the party. Party! <laughs> yeah, I know, it's cheesy. Um, we don't need to be embarrassed. We don't need to be shy. 
We don't need to be grumpy. We just need to be happy about what he's done for us. Celebrate the good news that Jesus, the baby, didn't stay in a manger, but grew up and died and saved us. And he conquered death, which is a pretty tough cookie to conquer. But for him, it was no problem at all. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for us. We want to party and celebrate your birthday, even though we know it's not really your birthday, 25th of December and all that stuff. Right, so, so my instruction for you this year is go off and have a great time. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy it. Give gifts. Spend time with people who you love. Even better, spend time with people who you don't love. Give gifts to those who can't give back to you. But celebrate, celebrate, celebrate Jesus. Shall we pray? And then we're going to hand over to um, Sally. We're going to continue to worship. Lord, Father, thank you for this great party. Thank you for this lovely time that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that we've got something to celebrate. Thank you that we have hope, that we don't have to despair. Lord, we have light. We're not left in the dark. Jesus, we were lost, but you found us. So I'm going to celebrate you this year. Celebrate you like I've never celebrated before. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.